Come on in. Pull up a chair. We'll be your entertainment for the next hour. I'm Craig. That is Logan. Uh, we are No One Asked Us, another live episode of No One Asked Us here. Um, get in the chat. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. All those good things are on the screen uh, where you can see all of my scorching hot takes that everyone always agrees with and are always very rational. <laughs> They're all on my Twitter, which will soon no longer have the blue check mark. Thank Thanks for joining us. Um, Logan, how you doing? Good? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, thriving and surviving. I don't know. Maybe surviving and thriving. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to report on. I'm good. Everything's good. A year ago, I was in Florida, so I'm not as happy as I was then. But yeah, we're good. That's fair. Uh I'll be honest, I'm pretty excited for the weather we're about to get this week. It's 80 degrees here today. 80 there. I saw we're going to be in yeah. the 80s next week, I think. So uh, I'm excited about that. Summer's spring coming, is, which means spring is baseball. 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 We're going to talk a little bit of baseball. I don't know if you know or not, but baseball has started, Craig. Baseball has started, yes. Mm, yes. Yes. But basketball is now over. We're going to talk a little bit about yes, that. It is. Not technically. Yes, it is. The basketball that we care about, as I'm wearing a Bulls shirt, <laughs> the basketball that we care about is over. Um, yeah, almost we'll talk, wore a Pacers uh, shirt, so that would have been very fitting had I actually put that shirt on. Did not know you had Pacers gear. Reggie I got Miller? it when I I got it when I went to the Pacers game uh, a few weeks ago, or a couple nice. months ago, whenever it was. Nice. Uh, anyways, thanks for thanks for joining. Um, give us a follow, give us a like, and subscribe. That's the most important thing. Who cares if you? I don't care if you follow us on our social media. Like and subscribe to this channel. Like this video. Continue to grow this channel as we uh, try to become your go-to source of the fans for Alana. Oh. How about that? We're is like that what we're going to be? Is did you we're not just insiders make, at all? Did you just make that up? The go-to I'm just off the cuff here. Go-to voice of the fans. Sure. Okay. We Get can in the chat. And we'll that. see what we can do. We can workshop um, that. I like it. I don't know that there's anything else we need to intro, so let's just get right into it. Uh, Illini basketball, uh, the carousel continues of this roster. We had two transfer announcements this week. One of them uh, was very much expected. The other one I kind of saw coming. Um, the rumors had cooled off a little bit over the last month. Uh, but RJ Melendez uh, announced that he is transferring. He is in the portal or going to be in the portal um, after two years at Illinois. Um, like I said, middle of January, it looked, looked like a foregone conclusion. He was not playing well. He was, that's putting it lightly. He was playing terribly. Uh, then the last two, three weeks of a, he flipped the switch. I always mess that term up. He flipped the switch and, um, really put in a, uh, a couple good weeks, especially in the postseason. Um, and people thought maybe, you know, he played well at the end of the year. Maybe he does stick around. Brad really spoke highly of him at the end of the season. Uh, did not turn out to be the case. RJ announced that he is entering the portal. He averaged six points, three and a half rebounds, and .9 assists on 37.6% shooting this season. Um, stats, uh, three-point field goals, 26.4%. That is not ideal. <laughs> not good. A rough year for RJ. He did start 18 of the 32 games. Brad stuck with him. 
Um, you can't blame this staff for, for this one. They gave RJ every opportunity. Even when no one wanted him to get those opportunities, they stuck by him. Just wasn't working. This is uh, one of those topics that I wish I would have um, made notes of throughout the week because uh, I've had various thoughts that have come up about RJ. <laughs> and now um, none of them are going to come out very fluidly because I'm not really uh, thinking about it. But um, yes, this staff um, gave RJ all the chances in the world. Uh, Brad was, I thought, um, incredibly supportive of RJ. Um, he, some players and some coaches, some coaches, when a player goes through what RJ went through for most of this season, some coaches would just bench that player. It would just be it. Like you're struggling. You can't figure it out. We have other players that can do this. You're not going to see the floor. That is not what happened with RJ Melendez. Mm-hmm. RJ Melendez short shy of the suspension. He suffered for like a game or whatever. At what point? Um, he, he was on the court every game. Um, he was thrown into the starting lineup several times, as you talked about, I believe he was thrown back into the starting lineup when, uh, Jay Neps went down, uh, with his concussion. Um, Brad kept going to RJ. He kept going to him over and over and over and over again. Um, I know that I, the one thing, one game that sticks out to me, I mean, I think he was the one that took the shot against Indiana at the end. I know people were up in arms about that. Uh, why is he? Why is he the one taking that shot? I I backed him then. I backed that decision. I was I was fine with that uh, in that particular moment because I do believe RJ Melendez is one of the better shooters on the team. Um, I have been one of RJ's biggest online supporters uh, yep. for the last two years. I think that I was one of those people in the camp that thought he could have had a sophomore breakout. Uh, clearly, that didn't happen. Uh, I would love to see him stay. Um, but with all that being said, I think this is probably the right decision for both parties. Um, when it comes down to it, yes, the kid, I do still believe has a lot of talent and could be a a beneficial piece. Um, but it's been two years and we just haven't really gotten much out of him on a consistent basis. He's shown flashes at times his first two years. Um, there has been moments this last two years where he's looked like one of the best few players on the team. Uh, but from a consistency standpoint, it just hasn't been there. Um, grand scheme, bigger scheme of this is the fact that this is yet another, um, it's another loss, uh, regardless of who the player is and what the player does on the court. Um, in this day and age, you need to be able to find some sort of consistency and, this is just another example. Um, yeah. Another brick in the wall. Uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. It sucks. And, uh, you know, hopefully he, he figures it out and has success wherever he goes. Um, but uh, that's that's that one is going to sting a little bit. Now, it's April 4th, <laughs> and the transfer portal situation is going to be uh, going a long way to go for quite some time. So a lot of things could still happen. Yep. Um, but that was a piece that you would have liked to have seen stay. Yeah. So. I mean, right before like preseason last year, I believe it was on, on this podcast. 
as we do every year, we were like, who are you most excited about in the freshman class? Or who do you think has the highest ceiling of the freshman class? I think we both said RJ. Yeah. Of RJ. It was RJ, Luke Goody, and I believe Pajimski, who two of the three are now gone. Um, I think it was clear cut. RJ had the, had the highest ceiling. He's the most athletic. Um, wasn't the best shooter. Good. Goody was the best. Well, we thought Goody was the best shooter. It looks like Pajimski's the best shooter now. Um, but we all, we both agreed that RJ had the potential to turn into a, a go-to guy, a college, uh, double figure score, seven, eight rebounds. Um, just no, it didn't pan out. He played in, he started one game last year, um, but he averaged like three points last year. Like he didn't blow, blow people away last year and he didn't start doing anything till late in the year last year. And he, it just didn't click this year. Just didn't click. Um, yeah. Like, like you said, it, it's going to sting a little bit, uh, but I think a lot of people saw this coming. Uh, the, the other transfer is, I think most people expected, and it's not that big of a loss. Brandon Lieb uh, announced that he is transferring. He played three years at Illinois, played in 31 total games, um, 16 of those this season, 0.9 points a game, just did not contribute anything uh, on the court during the regular season. He got valuable practice time, you know, going against Kofi and Dane and and all those guys. So wherever he lands, I'm sure he's looking to play. So he's probably going to go down a level so he can play a la Jermaine Hamlin type situation. Um, so that's not a super big loss. But at that point, as it stood, seven players currently on the roster. Yes. Seven players correct. after this. They're currently on the roster. Four of those contributed this season. Well, yeah, four of those contributed to this season um, because I'm just going to wrap it all together less than an hour ago, about an hour ago. Sincere Harris did announce he is officially coming back. Um, volume two, as Logan would say, because like hours after Illinois lost to Arkansas, he put out the tweet, I'm locked in 100%, I'm staying. And then hours later, it was deleted, um, which caused some concern. But, um, I was tipped off to this this morning by someone that, that he was going to make an announcement today, and he did that about 5 o'clock Eastern time. So Sincere is back. So there is seven confirmed players um, coming back. We didn't hear anything from Ty Rogers, but I 100% expect him to be back. I don't know that he's a guy to make an announcement like this, which we've talked about last week. It's crazy that everyone has to make an announcement now. I'm, yeah. I'm coming back or I'm going, but I don't think we'll see anything from Ty, I, I, but I think he is back. So right now you've got Harris, Goody, Rogers, and Danger, four guys officially coming back to be on the team next year. You've got Coleman Hawkins and Terrence Shannon. Uh, Hawkins is declared for the draft um, while maintaining his college eligibility. We have not heard a peep out of Terrence Shannon. So there's six right there if you count them. And then you have your three freshmen in Imani Hansberry, Dre Gibbs, Lawhorn, and Nicolo Moretti. So nine if you count them. Um, that's with, that's without taking any transfers. How are you feeling after the last two days? Um, I mean, most of it was kind of expected. I, I will say about the Brandon Leap situation, this is this is the one thing I'll say. I'm not surprised, and he is probably doing the right thing for him. He's going to go somewhere where he has a chance to play more. That's ultimately what he wants to do. He got the experience he needed, whatever. Um, 
I would have liked to see him stay for depth purposes. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because let's say hypothetically Coleman comes back. Um, you already have Coleman. If you have Coleman and Dane and Hansberry as your post presence, I know the talk is that they need to add another post player, but I don't know where those minutes are going to come from. So I don't, I, I don't know. That's, that's the only thing I'll say. I think that Lieb staying would have put you not necessarily in a better situation, but he's probably somebody that wasn't going to expect the minutes. Maybe that a transfer might, whatever. That's, that's just nitpicking things. The Brandon Lee thing, um, He's gone, and that's fine. Good for him. Sincere, happy that he's coming back. Um, like the energy he brought defensively. I think he has potential to be uh, to do a little more offensively too. Uh, he was huge in, in certain games this year. He was non-existent in certain games. He's kind of a, he was a freshman. Um, grand scheme, how do I feel? Uh, I mean, about the same. Honestly, about where we were last week. I, I don't think any of this is surprising. Um, the RJ thing, as you mentioned, I think. You know, towards the end of the season, we thought he might be—he might be the type of player that would stay. Um, It's—it's it's still just the waiting game. It's still going to be the waiting game. Um, this is this is the the portal situation we live in. A um, lot a lot of uncertainties out there. Uh, this team could be lower tier Big Ten. They could be Big Ten contender. And we have no idea what the roster is going to look like a month from now, a month and a half from now, whenever portal stuff dies down. Um, so we'll just have to see, you know, I'm glad the guys are coming back that are coming back. You're right. I don't think we're going to see a full announcement from Ty Rogers, but you know, same thing for Luke Goody. I don't think Luke Goody was that type of person that was going to make a big announcement either. He just happened to go on the radio with, yeah. with Tay and Piper and they asked him and he told him. So, I mean, if, Ty Rogers went on the radio with them and they asked him, he'd probably tell them too. So um, yeah, I don't think we're going to get a big announcement from him. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it. It's a point guard, you need a point guard, you need a shooter. Um, You would maybe like to have another post presence, somebody with some size, but again, I, if Coleman comes back, I'm not sure where those minutes come from. Right. Um, And then we'll just wait and see on the Shannon and Hawkins front. And we, you know, we just don't know. And we don't know, who else is going to come up in the portal? Um, so I, I don't know that I my thoughts have really changed from where we were a week ago. Uh, the RJ thing sucks. Kind of saw it coming, kind of didn't. Um, move on. You move on. But the portal has been active. Yeah, portal has been very active. Um, I will say, looking at the roster as it's currently constructed, and the depth chart for next year. I don't hate it as much as I thought. No, with I don't sincere hate it. Luke Ty. I mean, you'd have to play a freshman, but with sincere Luke Ty Hansberry and Dane, I don't hate that five. I really don't say that again. But sincere Goody, Ty Hansberry and Dane. I mean, that's not a five that's going to win that's you a lot of basketball games. No. Okay, you're just saying those are the five that be back. I was like, okay. Those are the five that are back. Sure. I will say, I, from what I hear, I'm pretty confident Terrence Shannon's coming back. 
I've and gathered some of that. Coleman as well. Hawkins seems leaning towards coming back as well. So you throw those two in there. You're getting pretty good. <laughs> like it's yeah, not as no, bad as I, we think. I mean, I haven't taken the two of them off of my depth chart for right now. I got them um, at the bottom. <laughs> so they're still there. And I, so when I'm looking at this lineup, I'm still looking at them. Um, Obviously the point guard thing is the biggest thing. Um, If you, if you get uh, a big time point guard and you get Terrence and Coleman back. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, I think you're set up to contend. I don't know if you're winning the big 10, uh, but I, I think you got a pretty good shot. I mean, it's not that much different from yeah. what we had last year. Um, So don't know what you're going to get, get out of your new freshman. Obviously injuries come into play here, but as of right now, if Shannon and Hawkins come back and nobody else leaves, you have eight rotational pieces that you can go into the season with. You'd like to have 10. One of those is going to be a point guard. The other one TBD could be a shooter, yeah. could be a post, could be another point guard who knows. But um, yeah, I, I mean the Shannon and Hawkins thing will be, will be big. Why hasn't Terrence Shannon decided declared yet? We don't know. Um, that's not been established. Um, it's, I, I, I don't know. And I'm sure we'll find out soon what he's doing. Those announcements are coming out on a daily basis. Um, so he'll probably make his announcement soon. I would still venture to guess that he's going to announce that he's going to test the NBA waters and maintain his eligibility. Did he do that last year though? I don't he know. Do twice. I don't, I honestly, I don't know. Okay. Did, did he? I don't remember. That's why I'm I asking. don't remember I don't what remember. he did. I don't, I don't feel like he, I don't remember if he just said know. I'm transferring or if he did the NBA transfer portal because that's, that's the question. conversation we had with Kofi. Yeah, was once he did it a second time, he he was done. Yeah. Um. I now I don't know if that has changed with the new portal and the NBA just signed a new CBA and, and all that. I don't know if that's changed, but my thought is why hasn't Shannon declared yet? This is from Jay. Question from the chat. If you're in here, get in the chat. Get some questions for us. Um. One is that he's just coming back. There's no reason to declare if you're going to do that. Or two is that he's still just gathering the information, what he should do. Yeah. I, I think those are the two the two options. Well, Coach Steve, we'll get to you in a second because he's asking about the portal. And speaking of the portal, um, pretty big week. <laughs> pretty big three days yeah. in the portal. Uh, we'll just start with the biggest one of them all. Logan's favorite man, Hunter Dickinson. Michigan big man Hunter Dickinson is in the transfer portal. What that. is happening in Ann Arbor? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, that was a big surprise. Um, the Hunter situation, though, I mean, Michigan, they're not really winning. Um, they're losing their other good players. And they, I don't know. I, I don't know what his reasoning is. Um, but clearly he wants to go somewhere where he thinks he can make more money and win. And um, he's going to want to play with a true point guard, somebody that can get him the ball. Um, we've seen that in a few big 10 teams this year. Post players um, were, who are national player of the year candidates at times struggle to get the ball thrown to them. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know, don't know what Hunter's going to do. I would venture to guess he's going to go east, yeah. uh, get closer to home. He's from the – I believe he's from the D.C., Virginia area, Maryland, something like that, yeah. Maryland. Uh, I would guess he goes there. I could see him going to a place like Kentucky. Um, if if Oscar leaves, I could see Cal getting in there and say, hey, we can 
bring in here and make a shit ton of money and get you a national player of the year. Um, Whoa, language. Sorry. Um, <laughs> let's just throw it out there too. Um, I don't think he's ruling out Illinois. I, I don't. And that's not happening. I'm not going to sit on this show and tell you he's coming to Illinois. He's not. I can say almost with certainty he's not coming to Illinois. But you and I – stop. You and I did have this uh, conversation offline today. I, I He basically – he clearly stated, like, you know, he's – he'll he'll listen. And I think he he'll should. He'll listen but, to anyone. Yeah. If, they have a, if Illinois just... gets a point guard, why not? It's not happening. I'm I'm just firing it up. I'm just I'm just firing you up. I'm firing Steve up. I'm firing anybody up. Why not? It's not happening. I'll just say it now. Like it's it's not happening. But why not? Where's what's he? If Coleman, Terrence, and Dane all come back, you can only well, play two of them at a time. I mean, well, no, you can play. You can play all three of them. But if you add Hunter, like where where does he fit? He, he doesn't, doesn't fit. fit. He, he does. He Illinois only fits, needs a. He only fits if second, Dane leaves. Yes. Yes. So, Illinois needs a backup. A, what would you rather string. have? What would you rather have? Hunter for one year or Dane for two more years? Exactly. Exactly. There's no I room mean, for Hunter in Illinois. After all not, this, well, you've already said this. After all the shit he said about Illinois, if he comes to Illinois, I mean, I try to root for anyone that's wearing the uniform, but I just don't know that I could do that. I really it's don't. sports, man. It's sports. Um, he's the other, playing, he's just playing the villain, dude. Like, that's just I... all he's doing. Like, he's not my favorite person. I know you were joking when you said that he's not my favorite person. Mm-hmm. And I, again, do not think he's coming to Illinois, but like, if no. he did, like, why not? Why not? Anyway, move um, on. There's other people that, that I don't know that might actually be better. Yes. Yeah. I don't know which one's bigger. Max Acemus. From Oral Roberts, who led the, are they the Screaming Eagles or Golden Eagles or something like that? You should know these golden, things. That's your. I think it's Golden Eagles. That's my thing. That's my dozen That's trivia niche. Um, he is in the portal, averaged like twenty points his first three years, and Baylor guard L.J. Cryer, also in the portal, which you stole my tweet. I was going to tweet it and I didn't. The Waco to Champagne <laughs> pipeline, it's been pretty good. Let's keep it going. Yeah. So yeah. I think LJ Cryer at the moment should be priority number uno for Brad Underwood. He played a little bit. He was more off the ball at Baylor because they had that three-headed guard monster with LJ Cryer, uh, Flagler, and uh, George. Is it Keontae George? Is yes. that his name? Um, the three of them are all very similar and are all – kind of off-ball guards, but Cryer averaged 15 points a game this year, shot 45% from the field, and I believe 41% from three. Yeah, 41.5% from three, shot 46.8% from three last year. Uh, I mean, like I said, he was off-ball, and all the reports out there on the Twitter sphere say he wants to be a point guard, so Brad would need to kind of hand the keys off to him as someone who hasn't always been a playmaking point guard. That's a little concerning, but the dude is exactly what you need. He's a guard that can get buckets, get his own shot and facilitate an offense. And I don't know how you say no, if he wants to come to Champaign, I think right now what's out there, I think he should be top priority. Yeah. I don't know that. Um, I don't know if he's like the perfect fit. For what Illinois needs, 
Um, but considering what the options are likely going to be, um, considering all the circumstances surrounding him as a player, where he's coming from, uh, who had recruited him in his past, uh, the position that he plays, as good as he is as a shooter, uh, the position that he wants to play, yes, I think he's the guy you need to go after. Um, I would love to say they need to go out and get a true, true point guard like Tyler's mentioning, like a Tiger Campbell. I'm not suggesting they need to go after Tiger Campbell, but like a true facilitating point guard. I think that is more important. However, you need somebody that can shoot. And depending on what happens again with, with Terrence and Coleman, I don't know how many I don't know how many roster spots you're going to have. Yes, there are still four scholarship spots open. I was thinking about that today when I was doing the scholarship but thing. There's again, if, they, if Coleman and Terrence come back, things start things shrink a lot more than we expected right. them to. Right. You still have your four scholarships open at that point, but you really only have two rotational pieces. Mm-hmm. And I don't know three where spots I don't. Fill. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how that all fits. Yeah. So. Yep. You know, yes, I would almost prefer they get a true facilitating point guard. But if it's not a true facilitating point guard that can also shoot the three, I don't think I want him. I don't think that fits. If Terrence doesn't come back, you can open up more conversations. But if Terrence comes back, I think you're going to need to find somebody that can do both. And if you're given a little bit of one – I I mean, I think Ty Rogers is going to develop into a a guy that can actually handle the ball. Um, We've already talked about that a few times here. Um, You know, I'm not saying he's going to be a primary ball handler his sophomore year, uh, but, you know, whatever. At this point, yes, R.J. Cryler uh, or L.J. Cryer got. um, I had to change that on our rundown because Logan doesn't know the guy's name. That's the name of an actor, (laughs) I think, is R.J. Cryler. Um, Because I always do that. And... uh, I, I think that's the where to that's where you go. Um, yeah. I just think it makes the most sense. So uh, we'll get to Coach Steve's question here. Um, curious to see how Underwood adapts to the transfer portal world, build a team with the portal, and hope they mesh well, or try and continue to do what he is doing now, and what he knows. Um, I don't know that. I think he learned a lot this year. I, I think he learned a lot this year um, by not having a. How do I want to say it? The Sky Clark situation, Jaden Epps situation, made Underwood rethink how things go. Okay, thanks, Logan. <laughs> just want to prove my point. That's why I get the guy's name mixed up. It's Logan actually sent me an a link game. to a RJ Kryler. He was in. He was in, uh, he was in the Power Ranger movie. Um, yeah, I, I think Brad Underwood learned. He's adapting. He is. He did. Um, and... I don't know how to answer this question. I, I think any coach is going to have to mesh, you know, three or four transfers every year with whatever high school recruiting class comes in and just hope they mesh. And this year it didn't work with Illinois. It just didn't work. This is, um, this is go ahead. not a Brad Underwood, Illinois specific thing. No. This is a thing that all of college basketball is trying to figure out. Um, where it's hitting Brad the hardest is that he has probably seen more guard turnover than anybody else, than a lot of other teams. Um, but this is happening everywhere. Everybody is having to figure out the right mix of how to do this, how to build from the ground up, 
bring in freshmen, but also filling gaps with guys that are talented transfers that can also fit your mold, fit your program. Um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a learning curve, I think every step of the way, but yep. yeah, I think Brad learned a lot this year with, with the freshman situation. Yep. I just think every year, 70% of high major teams are going to have three or four transfers that come in that you're going to have to mess with the current guys. It's just the way we're at in college, college basketball. Okay. And the only other thing, a line I slash big 10 uh, trace Jackson Davis is not using his extra COVID year. He just announced that he is going to the draft. Not surprised whatsoever. Uh, in my opinion, he was the best player in college basketball this year. Zach Eadie's just tall. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is the best player. Um, so there's that. Illinois doesn't have to deal with Trace Jackson, Trace Jackson Davis anymore. Uh, the UConn Huskies are our national champion, Logan. Uh, I got to switch our graphic here. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, they're the national champ. Uh, one of the most dominating tournament runs that we've really ever seen. <laughs> I mean, yep. it from game one to the final four, I think the closest game was 13 points and that was the national semifinal game. Just an unbelievable run. I still remember it. I, and I went back last night and tried to find the episode where I said it or when I said it, I remember on this show, it was right before, right as Big East play was starting, they were still undefeated. And I asked you if we needed to start talking about them going undefeated on the year. I couldn't find the show that I said that. Do you remember me saying that? Yeah, I think sort of vaguely. Um, I was really high on them, and then they struggled in the Big East, and I didn't notice it until last night on Sports Center or whatever after the game. They did not lose a single game to a non-Big East opponent this season. Every single one of their losses was yeah. the one loss in the Big East tournament to Marquette. All the other ones were Big East regular season. They didn't lose to anyone that didn't play in the Big East. Just an absolutely a crazy run. Crazy run. One of the best was... runs we've seen. And this is it's so UConn because you had the Kimba year where they did the same thing in the the um, Boatwright, Ryan Boatwright year where they did the exact same thing. When UConn wins the tournament, it's, they just demolish everyone and are on a tear. Yeah. No, I mean, I, uh, this was a weird year uh, in college basketball. Um, there was never a clear best team in the country. There was a handful of teams, eight to 10 teams all season long that everybody thought, could win a national title. Um, I think UConn was in that discussion. They reason only reason they were a four seed is because they struggled in the month of January uh, and knocked them down. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where um, the best teams don't always make it, but once you're there, and I think somebody else said that too, um, but it's true. Like they, they were, they just ran through the whole thing. They yep. did not see an opponent that um, threw them off. <laughs> um, who all do they have to go through to get there? Iona, St. Mary's, Arkansas, Gonzaga, Miami, San Diego State. Yeah, that was a favorable run. Favorable, favorable run. Very, not the them. toughest run. Not to take anything away from them. <laughs> yeah. They are but they demolished all of them as so. the national champion, and they just demolished all those teams. But that was a very favorable run 
for UConn. The, the best seed they played was a three. That was Gonzaga yeah. in the regional final. Correct. No, they were they were good. They were one of the best teams in the country all season long. Um, they struggled for for a month, but uh, they they deserved it. They deserved to be there. Um, San Diego State plays good defense. Could not shoot a basketball last night to save their life. Um, and that's how it ends. That's how it ends. Four over a five. Um, good, good UConn team. I don't know how we'll look back on this UConn team 10 years from now. Uh, if we'll even remember who was on this UConn team or what this UConn, UConn team did. What will be the most memorable thing about this tournament? I mean, is it the 16 over um, one? I just went back through my records. UConn was 6-0 and against the spread the, on this tournament run. 6-0. and Went with rode with them every single game. <laughs> Proud of you. So they won me some moolah. <laughs> um, I think the most memorable will be this another 16 over one and FAU. And like no top two or three seeds in the final four. And yeah. no top two seeds in the Elite Eight. Yep. I think that's that's the story of this tournament. Yeah. Not and And not you know you me. Know. I'm not about that life. But surprised you even watched the game last night. Had a lot of money on it. So <laughs> <laughs> had, sure had some interest in that. Um but on on our rundown here, I asked the same question last night, and I think it's an obvious answer, and Logan has it on here. Why aren't they a blue blood? I think now they 100 million percent are before last night. I thought they were like that next tier, which I think we talked about last week. Now that we're talking about it now, I think we talked about UConn we last week as being that just below the blue bloods, but I think they are firmly 100%. You can call UConn a blue blood of college basketball after last night, five national championships since 1999. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I mean, that's, that's the most in, in the country in that, yep. in that span of time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think they're in that, in that discussion. We don't necessarily think of them that way because as you talked about, it's those, it's the way they do it. Yeah. Um, they're kind of, they kind of fly under the radar a lot. Um, they're not necessarily getting the best players in the country. They're not the Kentuckys and the Dukes and the North Carolinas and the Kansas that are, you know, consistently number one seeds, top teams in the country playing in the final four, like UConn is either final four or doesn't make the tournament. I mean, that's yep. pretty much been yep. who they are. Um, so I, yes, I do believe they are in that blue blood group. I still think they're probably second tier. Um, if you're doing it that way, but yeah, I mean, they have more championships than literally any other team, um, in the past 20, whatever years. So, um, yeah, you, there's, there's no way, um, no way you can't put them in that conversation for sure. So since 2000, they missed the tournament in a one, seven, 10, 13, 15, and then 17, 18, 19, eight years. Since 2000, they missed the tournament eight years. That's a lot for a blue blood. Yeah, program. That's the thing. Like they're not all, <laughs> like, I mean, Kansas and Carolina and Kentucky and Duke aren't doing that. That was my next um, question. They, who, they do miss the tournament, you, but straight up, who are the college basketball blue bloods? Give me your list. Blue bloods, the blue bloods. 
I have six, I think. I mean, it's Kansas, Kentucky, Carolina, Duke. I mean, UCLA historically um, is in that mix. They haven't necessarily been the most dominant team um, in the modern era, um, but they're good. I mean, they're they're historically the best team out West. Um, so I'd probably put them at, in that conversation. Um, I mean, are you putting Villanova there? Are you putting UConn there? I, I still think it's crazy that all these teams we're talking about are blue. Um, I know. <laughs> is, is Gonzaga in that conversation? They haven't won a national no, title. They a title. But they are... They're not a blue blood. Okay. So, I mean, UCLA, Gonzaga, or sorry, UCLA, UConn, and Villanova, a seventh? I so, mean, is the that list. How you would say it? The list that I texted putting out Indiana last night. in this mix? The list that Michigan I texted State? out last night Duke. UNC, Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA, Villanova, UConn, and I did put Indiana with a question mark after it. So I had eight with a question mark. Uh, Villanova and Indiana are right on that cusp. Like, I understand arguments for both. Indiana has done nothing of relevance since, shoot, 2002 was their last national title appearance. Uh, so they're falling. Villanova was coming up, but now Jay Wright's gone, and they had a bad year yeah. this year. So can you really still call them a blue blood? So I think there's a good six. I think Duke, UNC, Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA, and UConn are a lock, lockstep blue bloods. And then Villanova, I mean, Michigan State, probably close. Yeah, they'd be to a blue blood. Group. Yeah. Um, and Indiana are right there. Uh, one of my buddies said Louisville has flirted with it, but I would done agree really. That. I mean, the last, That's I guess what the I COVID, thinking. the year before the COVID year, or the, I think the year before the COVID year or the COVID year, they would have been like a one seed. So we'll see how they respond after this year, but yeah, those would be the next level. So, uh, okay. Anything else? Uh, men's basketball? Uh, no. No. All right. Uh, it was a fun um, year. It was a fun year. Let's do it again uh, in November. The women's tournament was hella exciting. 9.9 million viewers yeah. for the national championship. I think I saw that's more than any NBA finals game last year, which incredible. And they were two really good teams. Um, Iowa, Caitlin Clark, the most entertaining player in all of college basketball, men or women that I've seen in a long time in a long, like that. It's like Jimmer for levels, yeah. Steph Curry levels, Steph Curry. Like, yeah. Yeah. To, to that extent, even probably even better. Um, and went up against just a, a wagon of LSU, which full transparency, don't watch a lot of women's college basketball. I do watch more now than I did because Louisville is a stellar program being down here and Illinois was better this year. So I watched more, but LSU was like 33 and two and they were a, three seed i didn't understand that i <laughs> i don't know and it's it's not like they're a murray state or siu 33 and 2 with a weak conference they're in the sec and they lost two games and they're a three seed yeah i don't i didn't understand that i'm gonna need somebody else to uh <laughs> to fill me in on that one because i was having the same exact thought i was always watching these games i did not yeah. understand that at all yeah but uh the championship was um Mid-afternoon, Sunday mid-afternoon, just adrenaline rush. 102 points from LSU. It was a basketball watcher's dream. Yep. It had everything. Bad officiating. 
Uh, but it, it had everything. It had everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of points, man. 180 whatever combined points. Um, that's something you don't see in college basketball, especially men's side, very often. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was it was entertaining in the least. Um, that Iowa team, Caitlin Clark, obviously the best player in the country. Um, her team around her, good enough to get them there. Um, but that that LSU um, squad that she put together is they're an issue. Um, then they they put up a lot of points on Sunday. Uh, no no issues there. Um, the, the officiating obviously is a concern, but we've talked about officiating in college basketball a lot this year, so I don't think we need to dwell on that. That is a system wide issue uh, that needs to be addressed from the top down. Um, but that was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to. It was a. It was more definitely more fun than the men's uh, final four games and the championship game combined. So, but the drama. The drama was that said. The, <laughs> the drama was after the conversation of women's basketball now is not about the awesome basketball that was on the court it was about um, about the last 15 seconds where for those that don't follow um angel reese who was named most outstanding player best player on lsu gave caitlin clark the john cena you can't see me hand in front of the face pointing to her ring finger saying you know give me the ring whatever and people went off um, on Reese for bad sportsmanship and all of that. Um, given the reason she was doing it is Caitlin Clark did that to Louisville in the regional final. Um, I think specifically to Haley Van Lith. Um, so Reese was reciprocating what Caitlin Clark did two games prior. Way overblown. It's basketball. Caitlin Clark is the biggest trash talker in sports. So like, why are we getting upset that somebody's doing it to her? The only thing that the only thing I will say is I feel like she went tad bit too far. Um, yeah. kind of following her doing it. Like I thought that was a little yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, so that's the part that I can definitely see if that's what people are upset about. Like, okay, yeah. that's fair. But like just the fact that she was doing it, absolutely yeah. not like Caitlin. that person that's arguing that clearly has not watched Caitlin Clark play much basketball this year because that's just what she does she is electric she is talking trash um she is doing all sorts of motioning to the fans like that that's just who yeah. she is she's the best out there and she knows it so the fact that she can give it but she's not supposed to be able to take it um that's a she took it terrible well. argument she took it very well. She she, well. she went on TV today and basically yeah. said, "I'm cool with it. Like it's fine. Yeah. Like I just um, you know it's fair." When she did it, it was like going into a timeout, so they were like the teams were crossing, going towards their benches. Yeah, and she just gave a real quick, you know, you can't see me. Yes, what Reese did was as the clock was winding down with like 20 seconds left, she sought out Caitlin Clark, got in, kind of got in her face and did it, and then Clark started to walk away, and Reese kind of followed her. And kept doing it. Um, I, I don't. That know. part it's is a little much. That, that that part's is a little much, much. But it's a twenty-year-old girl in the national championship. Like, get over it, people. It, it's it sucks good that for that's the, the thing we're talking about because yeah, more people than ever are watching women's basketball. Other yeah. than the, the and that was an amazing two hours of 
of basketball of entertainment and it sucks that the things we're talking about are the yep. cocky celebration at the end and the poor officiating like that's just a yep. that's just bad like that's just bad for the game and it's unfortunate yeah. for the game uh because that was otherwise an electric basketball game um yeah. but it's unfortunate that's what we have to talk about because people can't seem to get over themselves i i don't i get it it was probably a little too much and that's fair but like who cares <laughs> move what on i didn't like um i feel like lsu at times did come off a little classless not in that situation but on the podium some of the things they said um and the way that they carried themselves in the win, I didn't appreciate, but a team takes after their coach and Kim Mulkey is a pretty bad human being. So I, yeah, I, I can see where that comes there. from. Hit the nail so, on the head there. Yeah. She's I, a controversy I, in herself. So if there's anyone, there's no one I would less want to win a basketball game, especially a national championship than Kim Mulkey. She's just a terrible human being. So players take after their coach in some yep. situations. Um, any more basketball or are we putting a bow on it for the rest of the year? Well, I mean, I don't think we're putting a bow on it for the rest of the year because the transfer, the actual basketball bumping, um, for the next, although I was going to say this, I hate rooting for Iowa, but it would have been awesome to say that Illinois women's basketball beat the women's basketball national champion. It's true. That would have been sweet. That is true. (laughs) It is true. Go ahead. Anything else? Basketball? Nope. That's it. I think. Okay. Great, great season. Great season. Um, it was. It's nice to have Illinois women back in the conversation. Um, they did have one player into the portal. They did. Yes. Um, oh, Odom, hopefully, I believe, and a head coach leave or assistant coach and leave a coach well. leave for yeah. Yep. Um, yep. but hopefully, uh, what she's doing there will will keep that going for Illinois. Get them back in the tournament year year after year because that's what they need. Yep. And the men will be fine. Brad will build from the portal. And they will have another team um, capable of making some noise in the Big Ten and, and making the tournament again. I, I don't have any doubt about it. We'll just have to see what the roster actually looks like. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll quickly recap the first week of uh, baseball season. How are your Cubs doing? Two and two? One and I mean, three? Yeah, they're fine. Like uh, I think they've won. I don't even know. Two games, maybe. Um, Dansby Swanson. Looks like uh, the player they paid for. Um, but that's honestly about it at the moment. Um, I've only really watched a little bit. I watched opening day and I've watched a little bit here and there. Again, How, though, just, you don't have marquee. Tired of fighting with that marquee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, it's so annoying. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not as upset about it as Nico is. Nico um, is every day. <laughs> every day. Because I at least have the ability to mooch off of my parents. Um, to watch it, but uh, yeah, Cubs are one and three. Um, lost to Cincinnati, lost two out of three with Milwaukee. Um, you know, it's early. We'll see. Um, Top of the first base is loaded. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, the concern I had last week on the preview is what's coming up. There's just the pitching starting pitching is just atrocious for the Cardinals. I mean, they took two of three from the Blue Jays, which is outstanding. Should have won all three. Uh, you got beat 10 to nine uh, Two gave up two in the ninth uh, to the Blue Jays in game one to lose that one. And then you just get annihilated by the Braves last night. There's just there's just no starting pitching. Jack Flaherty 
uh, five inning no hitter, but seven walks. Like, <laughs> I'd rather have four hits and a walk than seven walks no hit. You know, yeah. There's just it's gonna be a long. It's gonna be fun because their games are gonna be like eight to nine. So there's going to be a lot of runs scored, yeah. Um, but it's going to be frustrating because if you just found that one or two starting pitching uh, pieces, they, it would be so much better. But um, it's a fun product at least because the offense yeah. looks phenomenal so far. Going up against uh, Dylan Dodd tonight. Going up against your boy, the Dylan pride, Dodd. The pride of Bismarck. Pride of Bismarck, Dylan Dodd. Thrown for the Braves. So. I Good saw luck. Andy Olsen's there. I saw that. For yes. WCI, which is, which is really, cool. really cool. A lot of people – are going to be there from from that area. I think Bismarck <sighs> shut down school at like one o'clock today because they didn't. Yeah, have I enough, saw they, they were didn't have enough selling buses. tickets or something. Yeah, well, they didn't have enough buses to get people there and get yep. students home from school if they didn't dismiss early. <laughs> so they just shut school down at one o'clock so yep. that they had the buses to to get everybody to St. Louis that wanted to go. So yeah, that's awesome. Dylan Dodd, Bismarck guy, making his debut today. Jeff Lindgren, uh, Champagne guy. Yep. Made his debut last night for the Marlins. I believe he's a – I don't want to get this wrong. I want to say he was Centennial. I think he was Centennial. I believe he was a Centennial product, played it, pitched it, I think Illinois State, I believe. Um, he made his debut last night in relief of Johnny Cueto, who got hurt in the first inning. I was watching that game, um, actually, and he came in. I think he threw five innings, gave up – five or six runs, I believe, but a couple central Illinois guys making waves in the MLB, which is awesome. Awesome Pretty to cool. see cover. I covered both of them. I don't know if I ever interviewed either of them, uh, but I definitely remember shooting highlights of both of them and yeah. seeing them, which is that's, I mean, as you can imagine for me, that's always fun. Of course. It's awesome. So, uh, what do you think of the the rules? I saw Jeff pass and put out some stats this morning about the first weekend and how, 28 minutes ga- games are 28 minutes shorter i believe I love, stolen base attempts are doubled yep the first series which those is are the awesome. two these are I mean, those are the two biggest things that are going to be different uh, i know yeah. people are already complaining that the length of game is cutting down on the ability to drink as much um and that's what s- some teams are actually concerned about because they can't make as much money <laughs> well and ads. Uh, it, like yeah the, well and ads, the but. radio and tv guys can't get their ad reads in in time yeah, that's a good point, too. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, it doesn't change the commercial breaks, but, yeah, the ad reads, yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, from a from a baseball fan perspective, I think it's great. I think they're going to – games are going to be so much shorter. You're going to see a lot more stolen bases, which is great. You're already seeing, already seeing it. Um, I love it. I, yeah. I mean, we'll see if things change throughout the course of the season, but I, I, I do not think that this will be a bad thing for baseball uh, when it's all said and done. All right, uh, we introduced this last week. We're going to do it again. Our top five. We don't have a name for it. We're just calling it top five. Logan doesn't like the topic this week. I came up with it. It's it's not that I don't like the topic this week. I think it's a great topic this week. I just didn't have a ton of time to prepare for this, and this one required a little bit more uh, research than what um, the last one was for me. Maybe Maybe you have this stuff going on in your head, like you can do this pretty quickly, but – um, I, I mean, I think I have a good five here, so we'll see. Well, I mean, are, are we drafting it? I figure we can't double. So if I take one, you can't take them. Oh, you didn't tell me that. So you only have five listed? No, I mean, I have more than that, but oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that wrinkle. So 
Our top five this week is best NCAA men's basketball champions since 2000. So the 22 teams that have won the national championship since 2000 is our pool to pick from. We're each going to take our five favorites, but we cannot double up. So if Logan takes the, if Logan were to take the 1997 national champion, I, I would not be able to take that team. <clears throat> okay. Logan doesn't like it, but no, he's going it's, first. It's not, it's not that I don't like it. I'm just, I was not ready for that. Okay. Um, so first. I'm going to pick first. So this, we're doing this draft style. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and we just lost like 10 viewers once we started doing this. <laughs> Come back. Uh, Come back. People, people obviously don't care about this. Get in the chat. Uh, let us know who your favorite or who this you think. Nonsense. Um, okay. I'm going to take the 2012 Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, uh, they were number one on my list as well. I mean, they were, <laughs> I mean, I think they're the best college basketball team of the past 30 years um did you say we're doing this we're no earlier than 2000 did you say 2000. that 2000 2000 is the cutoff. so yeah. yeah the 2012 kentucky wildcats uh 38 and 2 that was a team with anthony davis michael kidd gilchrist uh terrence jones was on that team that was Bob just Lamb. yeah that was an electric basketball team um just ran through the tournament ran through the the country all season long Two losses is pretty tough to do. Um, it is wild that that's Kentucky's only national championship of this window. Yeah. Well, I because I was thinking they had another one, but I forgot that other they team. They got upset. Play. Yeah. I, I forgot about them. Wisconsin beat them. Because I think – I thought Not even was, in the championship. In the that was the better team, I think. Yeah. But um, they yep. didn't get there. So, yeah, I'll take yep. – that would be my first pick. Uh, okay. Yeah, Kentucky 2012. I have two here that I really want. So I don't know which one you're more likely to take next, but I'm going to go 2001 Duke. Okay. With Shane Battier, Carlos Boozer, yep. uh, Jay Williams. That's like right when my college fandom started and they were so good. They were so good as a college basketball team. They were obviously I had them number two. So they're one of the best teams I've ever seen. So 2001 Duke, they went 35 and four and beat Arizona in the national championship. That's, that's my pick. They were um, high on my list when I was considering the best. I was also considering my favorites and I just hated rooting for Duke. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't have had them on that particular list, but yeah. I'm I mean, curious to see if there's one team that gets picked here. There's a, there's, that was a pretty good answer. Um, All right. I have to look at my, my list here. Um. I'm going to go with this team solely for the fact of what they did in a repeat season. Uh, I'm going Florida. I'm going Which the year? Florida repeat team in 2007. Dang! Uh, the fact that they were able to run it back. Uh, that's just something you don't see. You don't see uh, that in college basketball. That's, um, that was the other one I was going between. Of course you were. I mean, it's the obvious choice. They ran it back. You don't see that. Um, Brewer, Horford, Noah, like, come on. I mean, that's, that's that's the obvious choice. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. You gave it to me, I'll take it. Uh, 2007 uh, Florida Gators. Billy Donovan. Heck of a team, man. All right. All right. 
it could Man. get fun now because I don't my list. You may not be. I the thought there was a clear top days. three. Yeah, I thought those were the clear top three, and then it a little bit of a gap. Um, yep. I'm going North Carolina here. 2009 North Carolina. Mm, okay, I'm going with Tyler Hansborough's North Carolina team, 34 and four, uh, beat Michigan State by 17 in the national title game. Um, I remember where I was when I watched that game. Weirdly enough. Uh, and I think it's mostly because of Hansborough. Um, yeah, I think he was like he's he's like the Tebow of college basketball. Um, but the, I think uh, that's one of the best teams to go through the since two thousand. Okay, that's a good pick. Um, I'm going to go real old, and I'm going to go back Sparty? all the way to the beginning of what we're going off of here. I'm going with Sparty. Sparty? The last Big Ten championship team, um, which is incredible. Okay. Just, as, just yeah. like it's just incredible that the Big Ten has not won a men's basketball championship since 2000. Um, but I'm taking Sparty, Mateen Cleaves, Mo Peterson, Jason Richardson. Like, oh, I forgot about Jason Richardson. That was again. You talked about the 2001 Duke team. Like that was that era. Yeah. Like that was yep. the era that we started watching basketball. So yep. like, I remember that team. Obviously, they're a big. They played in the Big Ten, so they played Illinois. But I remember that very vividly. So uh, they may not be the best, um, and you may have other picks ahead of them, but they're just the team that sticks out to me. So I'm going to go yep. with 2000 Michigan State. I had them at 14 of the 20. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, now get into the weeds here. I'm going to keep it pretty recent. 2018 Villanova. Jalen Brunson, DiVincenzo, That's fair. Uh, Mikhail Bridges. Uh, I believe they won every – I saw this on the article that I did my research on. They won every game by double figures, similar to this year's uh, UConn team. Um, they didn't have the flashy championship that the previous Villanova team did, but I think oh, top to bottom this team was, was better. Uh, Villanova 2018 is where I'm going. I like that pick. I had them. They were on my on my long list. Um, okay. I don't know how you feel about this one. Um, you may not like this pick, but uh, I'm going to take them anyway. Um, I'm going to go 2004 UConn. I had him at number nine. Okay. I had, I had uh, him pretty high. Ben Gordon, Emeka Okafor, Charlie Villanueva. Um, Forgot about that name. Yeah. That was uh, should have been in Illinois. Yeah, that was a that was a good team. That was obviously the right before the Illinois season. Um, that was just a fun team to watch. That was their first title that we've talked about here. Um, that was started the run, I think. Right, two thousand. What, what year did I say? Two thousand four. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I'll go with that. Two thousand four UConn, great basketball team, and uh, a lot of fun to watch. I'm going to just put a dagger in both our hearts here. Yeah, they were on my list too. Yeah. You got to go 05 North Carolina. Yeah. Sean May, Rashad McCants. I mean, yep. I honestly had them as the number, like ranked fifth in on my list, but I didn't want to take them. I did not want to take them uh, because of, you know, who they beat. But they were by, they're definitely a top. They're a top five college basketball team since 2000. We just have orange glasses on and didn't want to 
have them included in this. No, I, I, they were my next pick. I, they were going to be on my list when, when, with the original format we were going with, I, that I thought we were going with, oh. I was still <laughs> going to pick them. So, okay. yeah, I mean, I think they were clearly the best, one of the best teams of the last 20 years um, because the team that they beat is also one of the best college basketball teams in the last 20 years. And you don't, maybe see that's the next that. one. The you best teams not to win a national title that very often where yeah. it's truly two great teams like yep. that meet yep. in the national championship game. Yep. Um, okay. So I get one more pick. Um, the five, my five original picks are all off the table now. So I'm going to have <laughs> to go rogue here. I don't have really anything recent. Um, but I'm looking at these you recent don't. winners. 2012 is my most recent. The team I want to pick is not recent. I'm just looking at these recent ones, seeing if there's somebody there. Like none of these, I don't feel like any of those recent ones are going to stick out to me. That's the thing. There's one I think you could pick. There, there's two you there's, could pick there's that one I would I'm not cons- blame. There's blame one I'm considering, but I think I'm going to go rogue. I'm just going to go old again. Um, I'm going to go Syracuse, 2003. Okay. Carmelo, uh, Jerry McNamara. Um, that was uh, yeah that mellow year like that was that was a fun team to watch um yeah yeah i'll go syracuse 2003 okay and i'll leave you to pick whichever new recent team you want that's not what i have on here isn't a recent team oh okay if if i go by my rankings right now of who i would pick if in the in the order i have them it's not it's not a recent team, but I might go recent. You do what you want. It's your world. Mm. I'll go old school. 2002 Maryland. Yep. I had them. 2002 on Maryland. Juan Dixon. Steve Blake. Uh 32 and 4 was their record. Uh, beat Indiana in the national title game. Do you know who beat Indiana as well that season? Illinois. The Hoosiers made a trip to Carbondale. Oh, the Salukis yeah. <laughs> beat the Hoosiers at the SIU okay. Arena. You know who was there? You? This guy. I was. Awesome. I was Forgot there. about that. Yep. Forgot yep. about that was that, that was that season. Yep, Indiana made who a on, run. Who was on the, that Indiana team? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I, I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, I'm going 2002 Maryland. This isn't about Indiana. 2002 Maryland. Juan Dixon, just a baller, a college yeah. basketball legend. Steve Blake, uh, dropping dimes. Uh, yeah, that that's. I think that's where I'm going to go. So I like it. Uh, Logan has 2012 Kentucky, 20, 2007 Florida, 2000 Michigan State, 2004 UConn, 2003 Syracuse. I've got 2001 Duke, 2009 UNC, 2018 Villanova, 2005 UNC, and 2002 Maryland. Only two of the ten after 2010. <laughs> Why is we went that? a little old school? We went a little. Why do you old think school. that is? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is it just because I those really are the teams know. we remember growing up watching? Probably. I mean, I, I mean, I think there's a whole theory now about the one and done system. I think it's changed a lot of this stuff. I think a lot of these players aren't as memorable because they don't stick around as long. And there's, I don't know. I could be totally off base on that, but that is yeah. interesting that we both went 
primarily. Um, for um, those listening, older. comment who's your or who do you think is the best national champion since 2000? We just gave a list of 10 who we think are the best 10, each pick five. Who do you think is the best college basketball national championship 2000, since 2010? Um, post 2000 or since 2000, post 2010, who's next on your list? Who's the most recent, like, high pick on your well, list? Well, the only one that we neither of us picked that I had high on my list would have been that 2008 Kansas team, but that's not recent. That's not recent. Um, because they only lost three times. Recency, I was Virginia was the one I was considering. Okay. Um, yep. Just for what they did the year after they got bounced by a 16 um, yep. to, to play the way they did. That was a, I mean, that was a really good team. They only lost three times that season too. Yep. Uh, if I was going to pick any recent team, I mean, what this UConn team did this year was impressive. The way they ran through the tournament mm-hmm. and blew out everybody. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I have to consider that, but I just that that team in general, I just don't think there's anything we're gonna remember about that team. That's what and kept me from not picking them. Because they, they were good, but again, there just wasn't a clear dominant team in college basketball this year. It certainly wasn't them. Um they were good. They were yeah. good all season. They had a bad month and did yep. what they had to do with a fairly moderate difficulty to get to Road. the final. Yeah. When we decided on this topic, I ranked all of them 1 to 22. And going into this, I had this UConn team at number six. And then as we started drafting, as we started drafting, I was like, you know what? These other teams are are better than them. So I went rogue and went off. Um, I had 2021 Baylor at number 10. Really? Okay. 28 and 2. Yeah, I mean, that was a really good team. Um, And they blew the doors off Gonzaga in that title game. Yeah, that was... Those two and were then, far and away the best two teams in the country all season long. Um, I had 2015 Duke at 11 and 2019 Virginia at 12. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. My bottom two were the other two UConn ones, <laughs> 2011 and 2014. <laughs> Where did you have the UConn team I took? Number nine. Okay. Number nine. I had them top 10. Okay. Yeah, I had them all top right. 10. Good That's stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we'll come up with something else next week probably not basketball related because basketball season is over although i do have one more basketball topic that i really want to do um but we'll get to that later uh okay let's close up shop here anything else from you logan lee you got a no. big movie day tomorrow i'm excited I'm very excited mario and air air has great day. reviews i'm excited for both uh it's gonna be a great day did you see the barbie trailer holy no. smokes I saw Dua Lipa's in it, though, and signed me up. And Margot Robbie. Uh, Quick thoughts on a live-action Moana movie. Why? Exactly. There you go. That's all we need. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming The Rock is going to be this, like, going to reprise his role. Yes, of course. Yeah. You can't tell The Rock no. So, well, here's the thing. Real quick about that. They've pretty much already gone through most of their animated movies at this point, at least the ones that are going to make them a billion dollars. So we're to the point now where if they're trying to do all their live action remakes, that's going to make them a lot of money. And you have The Rock, so let The Rock be The Rock. That's all I got. Hmm. I guess that's live true. action Moana. They've done, they've done all of them now. They, they've done a and... lot of them. I mean, the the yeah. There's the run of uh, Hunchback. Pocahontas, 
Hercules Tarzan Ooh. haven't been done yet. Yeah. Um, Tarzan has been. There's been live well, action Tarzan. Yeah, but not like Disney. By Disney. Them. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway. All right. That's it. All right. Uh, Ted Lasso is great. Watch Ted Lasso. Love Ted Lasso. Um, I, Love I mean, we've been watching a ton of stuff. I don't watch the session. We've been watching Very a ton chill. of stuff, though. But All right. Anything else? I don't think so. Happy to be All here. Right. That's Logan. I'm Craig. That's Logan. I'm Craig. <laughs> we will see you again at some point next week. Thanks for watching. Deuces.